Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in in today's episode. I am joined by Chance Beck. Chance is a active professional MMA fighter, a, a longtime martial artist. He is running his own kickboxing promotion in Southern Indiana now, and they've had a lot of success. They've had their first three events recently, and as he says in today's episode, he, he does a great a, a job of identifying that the local, uh, the local market, the combat sports market in Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. Uh, for years, you you've been able to compete in jujitsu or MMA or boxing, but there has really been no presence in the world of of kickboxing. So what's happened here is Chance Beck has come along and he has created Kings of Kickboxing and he is running uh, uh, his promotion. He will have his uh, fourth event coming up soon. Really appreciate Chance coming on the show with me today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send my sponsors some referrals. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. We are now joined by Chance Beck. Chance, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Um, for starters, congratulations on what sounds like a another successful kickboxing event. Tell our listeners... Uh, what your event was, how many you've had thus far, uh, what your plans are with it. Uh, okay, well, uh, the event this past Saturday was the best one so far. Uh, it was my third one I've hosted since I started it up in December. Um, they're going pretty great. Each show has sold out. Uh, yeah, um, our next one is September 23rd. We're hosting that one in Evansville. Uh, I moved venues because we needed a larger venue because of the main event that I booked for that one. Okay. What, what made you want to get into promoting specifically kickboxing events? Well, uh, so it's 
I'm a Creonte, says it's been called in the past. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so uh, I, you know, I go around, I, I probably train consistently with three different teams right now. But, uh, just but over the years, many more than that, even. Yeah, over the last, since 2020, when I came back to fighting, uh, probably, there's no telling, probably like 10. Just, uh, I'm a big believer in cross training, especially in Kentucky. In Atlanta, it wasn't so necessary because all the gyms there are huge. And we have a 200 plus members in every gym and usually about 30 plus active fighters per team. So you get a lot of looks and a lot of training. Kentucky is it's coming along, catching up. It's just not – there's not a big concentration in each gym. So, you know, like when I reached out to people and like, hey, can I pop in and get some sparring if I didn't have teammates that were showing up consistently, that's what I would do um, to get ready for fights. So uh, that kind of led into that. Uh, and then a lot of the kickboxing teams – or guys that just wanted to kickbox at the MMA gyms would always bring up uh, how they wish there were kickboxing shows closer that they could get on. Because they usually, like, the closest ones would be, like, Tennessee or Indianapolis, and they'd go as far as, like, New York and Florida and South Carolina California. So I had – I met with a venue owner in Jeffersonville who hosts pro wrestling shows. I just met him through a mutual friend uh, back in October of last year. And I kind of like spit the idea to him. I was like, hey, I was like, I kind of got like a, there's like a demand for this. So I like, kind of want to try it out. Can I rent the venue for it? He's like, yeah, as long as you get all the proper insurance and everything and, you know, all that stuff. So from concept to execution of the first event was about eight week period. <laughs> and uh, it went great. I was, uh, man, anxiety was really high. You know, that's, it's more stress than fighting yourself. Like, Right up until I sat down and put the headset on to take on the role as commentator, I was running around just nervous, like trying to get everything together. So it went great. Uh, every, all the fighters and coaches that competed loved it. The fans liked it. They were asking, like, when's the next one? So then I proceeded on to do it in March. Um, had more time to plan that one. Uh, it was another great turnout, another great night of uh, fights. And then uh, – that led into me doing the July 8th card. And once again, it, it was great uh, overall, for sure. If you had to name some of the MVPs of your promotion thus far, the guys who have fought on multiple shows, maybe who's who's really made a name for themselves on the local scene in your eyes, because you're the matchmaker also. Yeah, yeah. You do it matchmaker, all. Matchmaker, promoter, <laughs> commentator. Yep. Uh, so yeah. who's the who, who are the top guys right now? Uh, top guys. So, uh, Derek Smith out of, uh, Lee Kickboxing Academy in Beeville, Kentucky. He's a huge standout, man. He's, he's, a uh, six and five as an amateur. Um, he's turning pro. If I can get him a match, I've had like five turndowns already for the September card for him for his pro debut. Uh, but he's, he's a big standout. Don't let that six and five record fool you. If you haven't had a chance to watch him fight, it's a treat. Cause like he is like, Beyond technical. His technical ability is amazing. The shape he's in, the dedication he has to the sport itself, it's uh, almost unrivaled in a lot of the amateurs I've been around, you know. Okay. Um, another one, another Derek, Derek Skaggs. Um, I've known him for about three years. He trained with me for about 
the first year I was out at E-Town. And then he followed me when I went to Derby, Derby City. Um, and there he's been getting under Ben Fowler. Um, and he has progressed leaps and bounds. And uh, he uh, just fought Gage Mitchell in the last one. And Gage is going pro next month. And they went to a war, which came, ended in a split draw after the third. And I made it like I made it a point. I wasn't going to have draws. I do a 10, eight scoring system. And, uh, that was the first time. So we like on the spot It's like old K one rule. So I go to the referee, George Conley. And I'm like, we got two choices. Either you're the fourth judge or we go to a fourth round, like sudden victory type thing, kind of a concept from K one, but also I got reminded of it when I went down with Eric Sanchez for his karate combat competition down in Miami a couple weeks ago. Uh, Conley said, let's do the fourth round. The crowd wanted it. Uh, both teams, no hesitation. They agreed to it. Both fighters are ready. And they went out and they put on another banger of a round. Um, and Derek, Ch- Chance only- ended up winning, right? Or, oh, I'm sorry, Gage. Derek. Gage. Uh, Gage. Yeah, 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 Gage. He ended up winning uh, in the fourth round, got the decision in that round. Um, very close contested fight. Uh, I'll say Gage edged out in the end on the cardio because he's been getting ready for the pro ranks. And that makes a pretty big difference, you know, <laughs> that gas tank. Um, but Derek, man, that was only his second kickboxing match. It was his fifth fight overall. He's two and one in MMA also. Uh, and just the poise of that kid in a pressure situation like that, the technique he's showing is amazing. Like, I'm really looking to help him move forward. I'm looking for sponsors for Derek's gags. Derek Smith, and then we also have uh, Marcus Mays, which, you know, he's very well known in the the regional area here. Um, he's our – he's a kickboxing super heavyweight champion. He came back after about a 13-year hiatus, and he told me he was thinking about getting back into training, and I was like, hey, I'm putting this event together, and he took that fight probably on six weeks' notice, and he took on Gabriel Patterson in the first event, who was, I think, 5-1 and one at the time. Marcus got that TKO in the first round, came back. I brought in James Seltzer, who was a phenomenal kickboxer from uh, St. Louis or out in Missouri area. Uh, another one. I really thought this guy, you know, was going to take it to Marcus and, you know, give him a really tough fight. Marcus disposed of him, I think, in less than two. Like, right off the bat, he landed a really ugly leg kick, and it was just downhill from there for Seltzer. And then on this third card, I flew. I had to. I couldn't find. I had 15 turndowns for heavyweights to fight Marcus. So, and I was reaching out to everybody. I was reaching out to like all the IKF, WKA, like uh, ISKA. I was reaching out to all the champions listed in the heavyweight division, and they were all like, "Yeah, I'd love to fight for a belt in a in a good promotion like that." And then they was like, "What's his name?" And I told him, and it was either crickets or my coach has other plans. So I found Malik Smith out of up in Rhode Island. He accepted, didn't hesitate. Flew him in, flew in an amateur to get Marcus an opponent. Wow. He came in. He came in. He won the first round, in my opinion. He was uh his straight punches, he was actually checking the kicks. Um, and I was like, okay, we gotta Marcus has a fight on his hands, like he's gotta adjust and let's see what he does with it. 
and came out the second round and Marcus adjusted in the corner. Uh, Derek Dispinette kind of told him what he needed to do. He came out, landed a, a vicious body kick that put Malik down for an eight count, got back up, dropped him again with a knee to the body, another eight count, got back up, and then he went up top and finished the fight. So <laughs> that's three of them right there. Uh, then we go down to the youth. I usually open up the fight cards with youth fights because a lot of the kickboxing teams, you know, they go do smokers. They go do, like, Waco and stuff like that, TBAs. Um, but they want – it's similar to that. It's just it's not – you're not on a mat like a jiu-jitsu tournament. You're in a ring in front of a crowd. You're getting announced. You're getting music. So these kids are getting to experience a higher level of exposure on a – platform they're not used to but in my opinion it's prepping them for when they do become adults and they are fighting in the bigger stages so uh standouts in the youth category there's quite a few there's uh we got strider ramsey out of Vincey martial arts in illinois he's been on all three shows he hasn't won one yet for kings of kickboxing but if you look at his other fights he has like brutally knocked out some kids <laughs> he's two and three he's got two by knockout and uh, he comes in, and he, he always fights. He's went the distance each time he's fought for us. And very entertaining, very high-paced. Uh, he fought on this last card, Derek Palmer, out of Triumph Combat, who also competed on our first event. Derek Palmer, uh, he just had his 15th birthday this past Sunday. Uh, very well-trained, very poised, very composed at that age to be in there and perform the way he does. And he edged out Strider by decision this uh, last fight. And another opponent of Strider's, Diego Zanega, out of Derby City, also is 2-0 now in Kings of Kickboxing. Uh, he won on our first event, uh, fought a great fight, won by decision. Or no, second event, sorry. Won by decision, came back, and he – no, he did. He fought on one and two. He didn't fight on three. Sorry, <laughs> mixed up. But uh, Diego's great, man. He's uh, His technique, his dedication to the sport is awesome. So now these two are competing on the next card for my first youth Kings of Kickboxing uh, super featherweight title. Uh, so I just I think that's going to be a great fight between them. Those three are standouts in the youth division to me so far. Thus far in your kickboxing promotional um, career, which is, I know, relatively short period of time, but uh, uh, three events. About nine months. Yeah, yeah nine months, months. But, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's something. Uh, looking back, is there anything you maybe regret or, or something you miscalculated, or are there any, any, any things you could have done differently that stand out to you? Um, okay. Well, each show gets better. Um, the production quality is getting better. Uh, I'll try to up it every time just because I want everybody to enjoy it. I get a lot of – I get approached by a lot of guys like, man, it's the best kickboxing promotion around for I've ever been to. Um, they, you know, kind of talk about other ones are kind of ghetto or, you know, mm. they're not ran so smoothly, things like that. Because um, in Indiana, there's not there's not a commission or a sanction for it. So it's like the Wild West out there, so anybody can do it. So you That's got so like, cool. When I started mine, there was like nine others that popped up overnight after my first show. In southern Indiana? Well, all, all throughout Indiana, uh, I pretty much have the rain over the southern part it, of Indiana. Are there any kickboxing events in Louisville currently? There is not. I do know Eric Haycraft. 
has his first event. I think it's at the fairgrounds coming up. Okay. And I imagine with his uh, kickboxing prowess that that's probably going to be a good event. High level. For sure. Yeah. Um, and shout out to him for getting that out there. And because, you know, I've, I've talked to the commission a lot trying to figure out how to bring it like right into the city. And there's been like mixed uh, mixed messages about it. So, uh, but uh, the matchmaking, I always try to keep fair. I always like the fights to be like, you got to flip a coin because you never know. I mean, it's like all these guys are pretty evenly matched. Uh, regrettably on the last card, Robbie Connor had been hitting me up a lot to fight. And I like Robbie. Like, you know, we, we talk at events and shows. He's always been nice dude, respectful, pretty cool. He's high strong. You know, he's always excited about fighting. Um, but he had approached me about fighting Ray Mercer. They were supposed to fight on a previous event for someone else, but something happened. Fight fell apart. So I said, sure, I'll match that. And then I did. And there was a lot of buildup, like animosity between them. There's a lot of, you know, crap talking back and forth, which maybe a lot of promoters are, they like that because it helps sell. But I'm, I, I always start group chats with all the fighters and coaches, so I can just kind of tell them everything that's going on, the rule set, when to be there, weigh-in period, all that. Uh, but, yeah, Mercer and Robbie were going back and forth online, m- mostly in the public setting of online, was M- Robbie. <laughs> he was just talking, building it up. Uh, I heard Mercer kind of was – inboxing them stuff you know things like that never seen screenshots or anything so i can't confirm that but there was a lot of bickering back and forth a lot of like you know i'm a i'm i'm gonna whoop your ass i'm gonna whoop your ass that type of thing uh well fight night comes and they come to the ring and they start to fight robbie takes off across the ring like he's uh starting a track race and starts swinging they end up trading Right hands, drops both of them. Conley picks them both up, gets them up. Doesn't give either one of them an eight count, which I agree with because, I mean, it's just even at that point. And it turned into Robbie struck the groin multiple times. I saw four myself. Uh, Conley, from his angle in the ring, only saw two. He took a point for that. Uh, not that they were intentional, but I mean, you know, you're only you're allowed one one warning per foul, and then you get a then you get a point deduction. That's in, I mean, that's across the world in combat sports. Um. Uh, and then Robbie did get a eight count in the I believe the third round. He caught Mercer with a, right, a good right hand, <clears throat> and then uh, the judges. Uh, ruled it in favor of Mercer with the point deduction and the way the first round was kind of just a tie. I, I honestly think it maybe it could have been a, a draw and maybe that's that was before Skaggs and Mitchell fought and that could have been the first fourth round we would have seen. But they had it for uh, Mercer and I mean that's what they're there for. They're all former combat athletes or active current active combat athletes. Um, the judges are. So I don't, yeah, so I don't really – I mean, I don't really see who you could have for better judges, you know. Uh, Robbie didn't like – he didn't like that decision. Uh, 
he went online about it, put down some stuff, talked a lot of stuff, you know, out of anger, as anybody would, from a decision loss that they think they won. Um, I kind of let it go for a little bit until it just kept on. Finally, I was just kind of <laughs> had to tell him about itself because uh, I know the guys that were at Fight Factory, like Chris, they always produce good guys, tough guys. And a lot of their, uh, most of their guys are pretty technical. I spar with them often when they show up to sparring days when we have them open at Derby. Uh, always nice, always respectful. Um, and I know they're not training Robbie to fight with the way he fought. I think he ran in there running off of emotion and anger, and it really showed in his performance. And out of the – 36 to 38 fights I've matched for this promotion so far. That was by far, to me, was the most embarrassing matchup I've had. Would you be open to having either of them fight on your cards in the future? Uh, definitely have Mercer back. Mercer was, uh, he was trying to step back and be technical. You could see it. Um, Robbie just wasn't letting them get space. Robbie shot a double leg. Uh <laughs> Like, uh, he didn't finish. He shot in on it and then backed out, but uh, the ref grabbed him. Uh, and uh, I think Mercer kind of picked up a single at one time because Robbie just kept, like, forcing the clinch. And uh, at a point where he was just kind of reaching out. I mean, you don't reach you don't reach like that in a fight. But you're amateur. It's where you learn. Uh, yeah, I would definitely have Mercer back. He's 2-0 now at Featherweight. And uh, he's I think he's got a match coming up mid-October for high octane. Where does he trade? Where's he trained? He trains out of Triumph Combat with uh, Damon Bell. Okay. And those guys. Um, yeah, I have him back. Robbie, I have Robbie back, but it'll probably be about a year. I need to see, like, I know I'd like to see him fight somewhere else. I'd like to see him polish up. Um, control is uh, control that adrenaline and that uh, emotions, if anything, gets, you know, going. And uh, just kind of... Just settle in, man, and use some technical ability. Like, you train every day because, I mean, I, I know he trains a lot. And it's like – and I know you're learning from good guys because everybody out of his gym fights well. So, it's like you're you're missing something. So, you got to calm it down. You got to control that moment. Okay. Well, Chance, I really appreciate you joining me for the episode today. Congrats on a – uh, impressive first three shows to your promotional uh, uh, career. And before we wrap things up, if someone's interested in learning more about possibly competing for you or coming to watch, what can you tell us about your promotion? What's the name again? Uh, I'm sorry. What's the name? Uh, Kings of Kickboxing. Uh, KOK for short. Um, yeah, if they, if they want to get on a card with me, have their coach contact me, um, just shoot me name, record, accolades, and uh, I'll look to find them a good matchup. You can find me Chance Beck on Facebook or through the Kings of Kickboxing page on Facebook. Also, there's Kings of Kickboxing on Instagram you can reach out or Chance Beck MMA through Instagram as well. Good And uh, oh. shout out my sponsors for the Certainly. show there. Certainly. Um, be Jeremy Voiles, Jeff City Boxing and MMA. He takes care of all my ring rings and setups and all that stuff. Um, he's great, man. He's been awesome to work with. Very professional. Uh, Kentuckiana Cash for Cars, another big sponsor we have, Dustin Stocksdale. Um, he does a lot for people. If you're 
if you have a junk car that's just sitting there, man, uh, contact Dustin Stocksdale or Kentucky Anna Cash for Cars and get rid of that thing because you're just wasting money at that point letting it sit there. Uh, Full Bleed Manufacturing, they're a big sponsor. Uh, if you need graphics, T-shirts, shorts, things like that done, they'll take care of you. Uh, you can talk to Eric Snyder. Uh, fishtankpoker.com, Eddie LeBlanc. Um, if you'd like to sign up there, you get $100 in free credits of real money with code KOK100. Um, uh, Wildcat DJ and Sound Services with David Sloan. He does all of our DJing. He does a phenomenal job in every show. Uh, don't want to work with anybody else when it comes to that. He also does weddings and special events. If you would like to say anything with him, you contact him on Facebook through Wildcat Sounds DJ Services or his personal Facebook page, David Sloan. We also have, who am I missing? Uh, Lost Boys and Girls Foundation. Uh, it's a nonprofit organization uh, designed to help underprivileged youth, troubled kids, have a safe place to come train, learn martial arts, keep them out of trouble. Uh, you contact Marcus Mays or Kelly Mays or through the Lost Boys and Girls Foundation Facebook page. And I think that's it. <laughs> Good stuff, man. I, I am very happy to hear that you address. That's kind of a free market type thing. You, you, you recognize yeah. there is a need in the market. And anyone who's familiar with MMA, certainly around here, knows that has been a need in the, the market for a long time. And you just said, we got this big city, Louisville, right here. Why don't we do it just right across the river where we are going to have a different, um, you know, opportunity to do it. Well, you said it's kind of like the wild, wild west, right? Yeah, yeah. And to capitalize on that. So I really appreciate that chance. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Oh, thank you.